What's up, y'all? Yo, yesterday was crazy. Like, we thought happiness with TKO and all this stuff, but clearly not everybody's happy. We're going to be talking about it and so much more. Keep it locked. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the... What's up, guys? This is Zoe Stark. You're listening to Women's Wrestling Talk. What's up, y'all? It's Friday. Thank you, Jesus. It's Friday. And I feel like the news is just going to keep picking up because we're in the fourth quarter. Uh, my name is TK Trinidad. Welcome to WWT Live on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I am not alone. The professor is in the building. What's good? Ooh, I started to say happy Friday. I guess it's a happy Friday. I mean, it's a mixed bag, but we are here and uh, TGIF for sure. That part. And Booney Mayfield's in the building. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I am definitely happy it's Friday, but it's just like uh, a busy week. And uh, yeah, it just seems like a very busy news uh, day as well. So Yeah, it's just, you know. It's that, and then we go right into, I mean, I'm hoping there's a little bit of a lull because then we go right into um, NXT and then we go right into Wrestle Dream. And then it's like, it's, 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 we're Christmas. It's Christmas. It's pretty much Christmas. Um, so with that being said, uh, what in the world? All right. I mean, I was going to wait until he gets set up, but I... Is it? Said he said in the yeah. chat, "What's good? What's up, people? I'm sorry that I'm a little behind on schedule today. A little late. Hopefully, I didn't miss too much. No, I mean you yeah, were in the streets. You had started. to allow for it, so you know you're good. Right on time. Because <laughs> you know we like cake over here. <laughs> right That's on fine. cue." Right, almost the same shirt. That's exactly <laughs> right. Cool. I was like, "Wait a minute, did it just say that, or did it?" Just, and then I was like, "Man, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go." So, what what do we got first? Well, amid all of the stories, probably the story that hits home the most is uh, the story of releases. Yesterday, there were lots of releases happening in WWE across the uh, Raw and SmackDown brands, and the NXT brand. So let's run through, because it was a total of 20 superstars that were released across uh, all of WWE. It included uh, Mustafa Ali, Rick Boogs, Aaliyah, Elias, Riddick Moss, Top Dalla, Shelton Benjamin, Emma, Dolph Ziggler, Dabakato, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Massey, uh, Quincy Elliott, Shanky, Ulisa Leon, uh, Kevin Ventura, Cortez, Ikiman Jiro, wow, uh, Brooklyn Barlow, and Bryson Montana. Again, that crossed uh, all of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. We initially thought that superstars might be safe because really this time last week there were cuts that were happening in the corporate office and now those cuts have moved to what we're seeing on camera 
So I will say a couple of things. For one, remember, these kinds of cuts used to happen twice, maybe three times a year in WWE. This time around, it had we haven't had cuts in well over a year in WWE. Mass cuts. We've not had that. Right. And certainly once the announcement, uh, well, first, once the Vince McMahon situation happened and Triple H took over creative, things got quiet. Then all talks of sale. Then we got the announcement of the sale. Then the finalization of the sale. So we've had no mass cuts in WWE for a solid year. So there's that. Um, we'll get into some more things later, but certainly it's never a good day to see cuts in the wrestling business anywhere. And uh, so certainly our thoughts are with all of these names. And uh, a lot of people have different attachments to these names. But um, yeah, pretty tough day overall in WWE when it comes to this kind of news. Yeah. So we have Bosa saying it feels like these were cuts that should have uh, happened after Mania, but I wouldn't um, be shocked if the merger delayed it from happening, which I kind of, you know, there's a lot of them where it's just kind of like, yeah, they haven't, you haven't seen them in, in months. And some of them, even when you did see them, it just, you know, I, I, I'm forever rooting for Toronto and Aaliyah's a Canadian and, you know, I want her to do well, but yo, she's been with the company forever a long time like <laughs> and it just, it just wasn't hitting like the writers didn't get her or whatever and you know yeah. if she was happy getting that check and you know living her life and stuff more power to her but yeah. i i think with the merger new people come in and it's just kind of like we need to trim the fat where's the money going and how do we yeah. use that money to bring in this person or numbers and all the stuff so you know, I didn't predict it. I thought the superstar is going to be safe. But when you look at them, you're like, oh, we haven't used them. We haven't seen them in a minute. So, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be completely honest. I didn't think the superstars were safe. Like I, I had it just based off of last week. I was just like, I wouldn't be too surprised in the next couple of weeks or in the next month that we're going to get news of. I didn't know as many releases, but I wasn't going to be surprised if they, you know, ended up going in that that way. Um, and so on top of that, I wasn't really exactly shocked with the specific releases as, you know, a lot hadn't been utilized in a while and everything. But still, at the end of the day, it's just it's really sad to see all these passionate performers, you know, lose you know, their jobs out of nowhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think like, I think the elements I, I felt like was really also unfair were the releases of those that were in current storylines. Now I, I, from what I heard from um, as far as uh, Mustafa Ali was that he wasn't necessarily released, but his contract had ended and they didn't renew it, which isn't that much of a big difference, but it's like he had a storyline and even Dana Brooke had a storyline really going on with clearly a heel turn like on the cusp and definitely was interested in seeing how that was going to go once that became a rivalry. There was a whole story there that they had built up. So to me, I felt like it's like, well, if you were still going to plan on releasing her, it's just like at least finish off, let, let the the story just cap off, finish off, pass the torch to, you know, who she was mentoring in, in, in that way. But it was just like, it just seemed like a, a big, like, we don't care. 
like, you know, type of thing. And I'm, and so I don't really know the workings and the, you know, behind the scenes, but it just, it just seemed like, like, just, woof. Like, there wasn't that much, uh, care about it. It was just, so I, it, it was just, it's really, it's always unfortunate to see that. So I, I will admit that I wasn't too shocked. And, you know, but it, it still doesn't feel good to see. said you look like you were going to say something oh no go ahead go ahead oh no i it's 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 challenging um it, it and perspective is also challenging now here is a perspective now yes absolutely positively i don't want anybody to misunderstand what i'm about to say um losing your job is never fun and i don't know based on some of the reactions that i saw from some of uh, these wrestlers, it doesn't look like they were aware it was going to happen. Um, a number of them. I mean, the one with Emma where she had posted literally a piece of news that we'll talk about regarding Australia and then comes back five minutes later. Oops, I'm released. Yikes. You know, um, a couple of people missed the phone call uh, and the like. So that is that's tough. The other side is at least this is a healthy wrestling space where there are places for these people to go if they desire to go. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. it's different than previous wrestling times where WWE was the only space to land or, you know, the wrestling business wasn't as healthy as it is now. I think there's a potential home for any of these. Oh, this is a good place to, to mention this too. So, What's kind of interesting, and it's funny because this time last week we were talking about Jade Cargill potentially leaving AEW, and earlier this week we found out her contract, you know, was up. So here's kind of the difference um, between contracts being uh, up and people being released from their contracts. When you have filled your contract, if you have a three-year deal and your three-year deal is up, once it's up, you can go wherever you want as quickly as you want. Mm -hmm. It is only when you are released that you are locked into these 30-day non-competes for NXT or 90-day non-competes for WWE. Uh, I do feel the need to tell people that these are not these non-competes are not surprises to people who've signed these contracts because they were built in the contract when the contract was written. Nobody plans to get fired. Nobody plans to get released. But there is the understanding. It's not like you know, the company's being cruel and on top of firing you now telling you you can't go work somewhere else. That's part of the contract people signed however long ago they signed their contract. So I think it's important that people understand that and also understand that most of these people you will likely not be seeing, you know, before year's end, except for those who were signed to NXT contracts, which I think is important because just because you saw certain people in NXT, like a Mustafa Ali or a Dana Brooke, they were still on their WWE contracts. So it's important to understand that. They got the WWE money, but they also had that 90-day non-compete as opposed to, you know, a Ulisa Leon or a Quincy Elliott or a few others who were exclusive to NXT and are on that 30-day non-compete. Yeah, and that's actually an interesting point because I think what I read was the thing that was uh, kind of analyzed was time invested like time in versus how much money they made versus 
um, the return on investment. So that would speak for those mm. people who dropped down from the main roster or currently in NXT, but they were still getting paid main roster money. But yeah. uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised about a couple names. I'll give you that. I'm surprised mm-hmm. about Top Dollar because he was a part of one of the returns that Triple H brought those people back. I'm really surprised about Ulisa Leon because I look mm-hmm. at her in the same breath of a character they can build like a Raquel Rodriguez or a Rhea because she can actually go in the ring. Former Olympian mm-hmm. weightlifter. I wrote about her about a month ago and she's actually really good in the ring. I was really surprised about that. But also, while this is a somber day, um, I'm glad that some of the superstars can kind of take levity in the situation. I think mm-hmm. Emma retweeting that afterwards was, obviously it sucks, but it shows a little bit of levity. Uh, Riddick Moss responding to SRS and saying like, wait, but I didn't answer the phone. And even Elias finally coming out and saying like, hey, I got to play my brother Ezekiel, which yeah. Kevin Owens right all along. So adds mm-hmm. a layer of mm-hmm. levity and also Top Dollar dropped another record that we've been so accustomed to on Fridays. I think all these right. people will land on their feet and it does speak to the volume of it being a healthy wrestling space. If these guys will catch looks other places, they won't be mm-hmm. without work for long. It's just those right. nagging non-competes that kind of take a little bit of time, but I'm pretty sure they got some phone calls today as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you the know, good thing, uh, the good thing in the space that we're in in this society is that I was actually just talking to my uncle about that, how the world has changed. We're in a society where you're you there's a co- computer in your phone mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, you can sit by the phone and wait for the phone calls from uh, another promotion or you can literally take um, if you did it right you created your audience while you were with this promotion. And now you take, now you use your social media to create, I mean, um, what's her name? Did it from, from hit row when she was, when she, when they first. Oh yeah. Be fab. Yeah. She was, well, let me not say that part, but she was making a lot of money through social media during that time period. So, (laughs) you know, the good part of it is you developed your, if you did it right, you developed an audience. Mm-hmm. That you can make money beyond the promotion. And then the next thing is, you know, I personally think, because that's what happened to me in entertainment. When I got let go from my very first entertainment job, I'm like, yeah, this is this is unstable. So mm-hmm. that's how I started creating different, because I remember my teacher always tell me multiple streams of income. So that's how I started thinking of different ways. Like my passion is this. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, folks not loyal companies not mm-hmm. loyal like they used to be mm-hmm. like you're not going to have right. a hosting job for 25 years and stuff like that True. so really yeah. um looking at the other avenues so that when and if that happens you're like oh i'm gucci like mm-hmm. yeah you know. yeah definitely um, so hopefully they have that and you know i don't know i, I don't know what it with a co- being a contract worker what that looks like as far as unemployment and all the other things yeah. but um hopefully they had a system built in place for something like this to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we hope so. So we certainly wish all of them well. There are lots of stories involved, but there are also a number. And and I think Matt Cardona was one of many who tweeted that, hey, although this is a difficult day, you get to choose if this is the end of a run or the start of something new. And we now can look at a number of examples of people who once they were released from WWE really had a chance to be fully free and be creative and find space. So I think it'll really be up to all of these 
uh, all of these artists and wrestlers to decide, okay, what do I want to do next? What would I do if I had full creative control over what I want to present mm -hmm. and sure. then prepare to present that? Yeah, there it is. Uh, what do yeah. we got next? Uh, well, I mean, connected to that, uh, there there was a post from Mark Henry that was giving his flowers to Benjamin uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin and said, you know, thank you, Shelton, for being a beacon of hope for black wrestlers all over the world. You know, and just uh, there was a, a post um, before that, that that was basically saying thank you, Shelton Benjamin, for everything. The Hurt Business changed the game. So it was just really cool to see, um, you know, Mark Henry from from the other side over at AEW just showing that love. Like, yo, just know that that you 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 set set a foundation that will be remembered and was very significant and important. You know, so salute to that for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I got to uh, talk to him when I was uh, with Xbox show. I mean, it's I mean, I don't think we can. There's really nothing we can say. It's it's sad, um, but I'm really hoping that in the midst of the excitement of working for WWE, you know, there there was some type of backup plan B just sure. in case. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's done a lot, but unfortunately they haven't really been like you, like they, yeah, right. It's kind Shelton's of, one of those... a good locker room guy though. I imagine yeah. he mentored so many people like, oh, for sure. And I'm happy that he got his flowers to stay up like across the internet space, like the gold standard, uh, just being, just growing up, like as far as like black wrestlers are concerned, Sheldon jumped off the screen and mm -hmm. could actually compete with anybody. I don't even think he really needs to do this any longer. Because he he's already put out such a wildly successful career, but I wouldn't be surprised if like people are banging on his door just for another run. Yeah, that's how good Shelton is. Yeah, or just like a a, a last run because he's forty eight. Right. Not not to put ageism on it, but just kind of like where where's your body at? And do you want to do this for a long longer more time? A long time, mm -hmm. like you know, almost yeah. doing his last run where he goes to all the promotions mm -hmm. and you know does those dream matches that we've been wanting to see or see or see stuff that he hasn't been able to do because he hadn't had the opportunity in WWE in the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah, I feel like it was just like within the past. Maybe six months. Do you guys remember when Sheldon went on social media and cut that promo, like from his own personal account, about like opportunities, and it was like it went viral. No, I what, don't what, remember what, that. What was he saying? It it was just like I can't really paraphrase. It was just something that was so passionate that resonated with so many people that some people wanted to see that on actual TV screen. So maybe like Ali, we've seen Ali do a lot of different promos on his own that maybe writers just weren't on board with. Maybe we get to see something like that where we get to see the mind of the person and the character they want to portray to an audience. But it yeah. wasn't that long ago that he did this promo. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of one of those things that like, you know, for a lot of people can be looked at like, okay, this is the end of a season. And, you know, looking forward uh, to the next season, what what uh, possibilities are there that they may end up actually feeling a lot more happy with, um, you know, it, it, more freedom in some kind of ways. And who knows, on some other kind of promotions can get a push that they weren't going to get, even if they would have remained, you know, mm -hmm. just in the background collecting that check, just sure. not feeling as fulfilled. So, 
you know, this opens the door for so many other kind of possibilities for for a lot of these talented people. So just, you know, just echoing what, you know, TK was talking about is just like, you know, we're, we're in a day and age where you can really take advantage um, in so many different directions when these people have fans, they have a platform, you know, that that they can continue getting, you know, to move forward with and, and being creative with. So there it is. What do we got next? Well, since we're shining a lot of love on uh, people who have departed, a lot of love uh, went out to one Dolph Ziggler, who was amongst the names of the people who were, who were released. And uh, a lot of people had a lot of great things uh, to say. Uh, Mandy Rose, The Rock, John Cena. I even thought I saw Chris Jericho. And they shared this great graphic, uh, which really just kind of chronicles just how much he is done. Mm -hmm. It's really quite incredible uh, when you think about all of the things that he has done uh, in the WWE. Nearly 20 years. Uh, the, the concept that this man has had over 1,500 matches on television. That is that is, and that mind is third blowing. most third, third most, most. that like blows my mind. That is an incredible stat, you know, multi-time yeah. world champion, NXT champion. You guys see all the stats there. Uh, many have argued one of the greatest money in the bank cash-ins of all time. Um, you know, lots of memories for Dolph Ziggler and lots of people uh who had great things to say about Dolph Ziggler. So again, all kinds of things pouring in for these great wrestlers uh, who have dis who have you know parted ways with the company, and you end up wondering for people like Ziggler and Benjamin who have almost twenty or more than twenty years under their belt, what's left? You know, I know Dolph had been splitting time between you know hopping on the comedy circuit and the WWE circuit. This could give him the opportunity to fully pursue that if he wanted to mm -hmm. um so we'll see where where everybody ends up landing i think everybody has a choice at this point mm -hmm. like they don't have to stick in wrestling if they don't want to to yeah. find success so again uh, all of the flowers being given to everybody shelton benjamin uh dolph ziggler and so many others well deserved yes yes definitely yeah, Dolph, I'm actually happy he got his flowers. I used to be a Spear Squad stand like back in the day, and to see him <laughs> really transition all this time to third most matches on WWE television is huge. Mm -hmm. And the comedy thing is there for him. So we just talked about kind of having fallback plans and plan B's. He has one right there. I know people are trying to fantasy book him and his brother on AEW television, but Dolph is like Sheldon, where it's like, I don't think he needs to do this anymore. I think he right. did that out of character interview a few months back where he said what he loved most about his career is the fact that he's kind of like Kyle Ripken, where he can come in on any part of the card. He can open up the card and put somebody over, or he can be in a title match in the main event and nobody would bat an eye. Just mm -hmm. a very solid hand whenever you need to use it. And NXT title run last year was, was amazing. So I think that yeah. speaks volumes to how valuable he was just as an asset in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be I'll be 100% honest. I wasn't a big Dolph Ziggler fan and I that's mainly due to the fact that like you know many other millennials I know it was just like the I had stopped watching after the 
attitude era. And so I missed the entire ruthless aggression era, that whole era I missed and didn't start catching back up until the end of 2014. So I had missed a lot. I had missed a lot from Dolph Ziggler, uh, Shelton Benjamin, and, and many others. I missed that whole cohort in that roster. So I was like the biggest fan over, you know, the course of time that I became a, you know, fan of wrestling again. But, you know, I did just from the standpoint of what I've watched since I've been, you know, keeping up uh, uh, since 2014, it's like, I, 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 it, it, it's total respect for, you know, not only how great he is in the ring and just how loyal he's been to the brand and always just coming through. And, and, and you know, I, all I can do is straight up res- respect that and salute that, you know? And so, uh, yeah, Dolph, um, uh, even on the comedy and I feel like Dolph has, there's just so much that he can continue to do from here, you know? And so even if he does continue to, to wrestle on another promotion, he may end up having even, you know, a whole new, like, revitalized run in, in some kind of way. Um, and so, yeah, this is coming from someone who wasn't a fan like that, and I'm still showing that respect. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's just crazy that he's been there and how much seeing those stats is like, man, the, the dude has been a workhorse and and deserves all the flowers he can get so i'm giving my flowers and this is coming from someone who missed out on uh the errors of Dolph Ziggler and came in late and might have not been you know fully invested like that well i'm I'm showing my respect straight up oh yeah 19 years surviving wwe and all its reincarnations reincarnations Mm -hmm. is is it is something. And then also remember his last contract, there was a big deal. Cause he, I think it was like, he made it in such a way where it favored him. Right. So, right. you know, you know, we don't know him being released. We don't know if like he, there was a month left in his contract or like whatever. It feels like it was the the end of his contract was coming near and it just made yeah. more sense to, yeah. you know, do mm-hmm. this versus, you know, wait it out. And if he wasn't really doing anything, you know, right. I think the powers that be who made the decisions, I'm willing to bet they're not, they weren't already affiliated with WWE. Like whoever else they brought in to make these big decisions, it's a little bit different. Um, Bosa <clears throat> saying that uh, Fightful Select was reporting Dolph and Ali had nine months left on their contract, which is, hmm. you know, you put nine months on there and so they didn't have a story. I know, I know um, Ali had a little bit of something, but do they have something past that? So, and maybe trimming the fat, and I'm not an advocate for people losing their jobs, but maybe trimming the fat one gives them an opportunity for those who want to wrestle more to go somewhere else. But also, we've been talking about the storylines, in particular with, with the women, but maybe trimming the fat will actually allow the writers to really tailor the storylines for the wrestlers that they do have mm-hmm. versus wrestlers who haven't had stories now storylines coming to the writers like hey i want a storyline or hey can i pitch this it's, it get it clears out a lot of the clutter so mm-hmm. maybe it's going to be a good a good thing for the product as well tighten up every, t- tighten up everything and now we can get like great a great 3 hour show of wrestling where you can't miss it where mm-hmm. you like you know you can't go to the bathroom where you know mm-hmm. imagine if that happens 
Right. That's a whole yeah. different that's a whole different thing right there. Yeah, yeah. And and I agree with you and saying they better. <laughs> they better. Well, I mentioned that too because I watched main event last night and they had a match with uh it looks like it's a little rivalry going on between Tegan Knox as well as um Zaya Elite has been going on. Two people that should be utilized a little bit more, especially when Tegan Knox returned, it was supposed to be a bigger thing than it was. And then you also had Nikki Cross and Indy Hartwell. And I'm waiting for them to do more with Indy because she was just NXT Women's Champion. So you would hope that it creates a pathway for those superstars to get featured more on television. Hell, Tegan was just supposed to be going against Becky. <laughs> so maybe she's on this uh, NXT Women's World Championship tour that Becky goes on uh, here in the next few weeks. But yeah, hopefully it creates some type of lane. Yeah, Hopefully it, is. Hopefully it does. But um, what do we got next? Well, I, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm definitely interested in discussing this, but uh, let's say Dave Meltzer have posted saying nobody outside of WWE fans know who any wrestlers are except Hogan, Rock, Cena, Austin level stars. The guy on the street doesn't know Roman Reigns, just like he doesn't know Orange Cassidy. As um, you should funny thing is when I read that most thing about Cassidy the rapper and trying to figure out how that tied in. So I'm glad you said Orange Cassidy right there. That, I, right. I've been thinking yeah. about that for like the past few hours. Like, wait, why? How did Cassidy? That's really funny. That's funny. <laughs> what were y'all thoughts? You know, when 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 seeing that? I mean, as somebody who is advocating. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I started a new job this year, earlier this year, and I've been advocating more wrestling content um and partnerships with my job in other places i still have to um you know you start with the top so of course like most of the black women at my company know who bianca is like you know, black women know black women like mm -hmm. especially if they're like there's not too many of them in that space so it's right. like they know bianca or they know the girl with the long hair the ponytail um but yeah, I'm the 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 Roman Reigns of, of it all, and you know, definitely Orange Cassidy. Like it's it's it, and it and it depends on where you are. Like in LA, there's just so many. There's just so much stuff. Yeah, and I also feel like there's so much television. There's so much all that stuff that it's just kind of like if it's not your wheelhouse and it's not your world, then it's you you don't know. Like you that, you yeah. you make reference to like Hogan and all those people because also. There was no social media at that time. Exactly. You, you couldn't you couldn't rewatch a show. Like mm -hmm. when the show came mm -hmm. on, the show came on. And then I forgot who was talking about it. I think it might have been here. The show came on, the show came on. And then if you missed it, your friend had to tell you what happened on the show the next day right. in the playground. So it's right. just exactly. kind of like, you know, it's 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 different now where we have a lot of just because we have a lot of this, a lot of television, it feels like you're watching less and you're in more in your silo of what you like to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I, I definitely believe it. Yeah, this is a it, it's a new era where um, I I say it's even similar in the music industry because, you know, it, it's like when we go back to those eras of Austin, Hogan, all that, it was like you were restricted to just a set amount of cable channels, TV channels. You were set to the radio, and that there was only like MTV, BET, VH1, and that's all you were gonna get. But now, once everything opened up with social media, you have so many people independently putting out music, and you got so many different 
artists, so many different subgenres. You got so many things. So everybody doesn't have to pay attention to the same things that, you know, everyone's not restricted to the same channels, the same. Some people still listen to territorial uh, um, radio and some like only just listen to uh, playlists. And some people don't listen to playlists on Spotify. They just make their own and only listen to the stuff they want to listen to. So mm -hmm. it's just like people have more choices of what information they're taking in. So it's just like, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, some people wouldn't even know about Roman Reigns. Well, it's just like people are watching. There's so many different streaming platforms, so many and so many people are watching so many different things like there is no way you can keep up with all the different shows all the different musicians and i hear about rappers and artists all the time i'm like who i'm like i don't i i have no idea who that person is and and the people i may be listening to or whatever some other people have no idea so it's just a different era so it's like each time we keep on trying to compare to these eras where there was way less access to just our own choices of what we like to curate. It, you know, it's, you can't really compare that. I have a slightly different spin on that. Um, and the slightly different spin is I think he was referencing, you know, what non-wrestling fans would recognize uh -huh. as opposed to, you know, in terms of household names. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why they might not be able to reference say a Roman Reigns or an Orange Cassidy is neither are regularly in mainstream spaces. Mm. Roman Reigns pops up in mainstream spaces when it's interview time for WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Yeah. But TK, you, you expertly mentioned that they know who Bianca Belair is. And that's mm -hmm. because Bianca Belair is doing commercials. She's doing multiple interviews in multiple spaces. She'll be on daytime TV, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think, you know, the two examples that he mentioned aren't necessarily fair examples in terms of those guys, while popular, are also, for the most part, not in mainstream spaces as a po which is not to say that the current uh wrestlers aren't found in mainstream spaces it's the one he so for instance they may not know those two but we've on here talked about how they know bianca and jade right so it's who's in mainstream spaces that would get people's attention and um and i don't know that that's necessarily a function of wrestling not being popular etc cetera, etc cetera. Roman, for the most part, has chosen not to go in those spaces. He's had access. He's just chosen not to and only goes when necessary. I don't know how many uh, mainstream spaces in Orange Cassidy has been in. And it would kind of somewhat go against his gimmick of sorts. Gimmick, a whole exactly. bunch of talking in interviews. So I don't know that those were the best examples for uh, Meltzer to use because we definitely have examples of wrestlers currently who are known by people who don't know pro wrestling. But yeah. I like this argument. Like, I, mean, I like this so, argument a lot. Um, sorry, but like who? So first, Dylan has the question. Roman uh, Roman was in Hobbs and Shaw. Um, and he was. I just looked it up. He was in 2019. But the problem with that is um, there are a lot of wrestlers. Because I, I can't remember what account it is. But there's an account where they reference the wrestlers who've been in like the Bernie Mac show and all these mm -hmm. other shows. And it wouldn't even dawn on you because they look normal. Like, you know, they, they don't, they're not playing the wrestler in the show. So right. like, 
nobody's going to really realize that that's Roman Reigns. They're just going to be like, oh, that's like a hot guy in the movie that's playing mm-hmm. whoever. Like it, mm-hmm. and it might be referenced in an article or stuff like that. But like, other than, you know, Bianca and Jade, like what other, who, like which other wrestler mainstream media does somebody know outside of The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think the other thing to mention in that too is, you know, even in those eras, there was always two, maybe three. There was never an era where we had, say, five or six wrestlers who were all in the mainstream all at the same time. It was always kind of that cream of the crop, whoever would be at the tippy top ready to make that particular move. So I think that is, again, kind of indicative of pro wrestling's ability in certain spaces. And again, it's an in certain spaces kind of thing. Because, for instance, I think this week with what AEW did in New York City, this is one of the first times we really saw them blitz a major market like New York City with interviews in major spaces, whether it's MJF on CBS or Swerve on Hot 97. We haven't seen more of that. And if we get to see more of that in those kinds of prominent spaces, this becomes a different conversation. But it takes time. It takes time. As someone yeah. mentioned Sasha, I think that's probably a good one because of the Mandalorian. Yeah. But but to that end, it's still no. again. It's it, yeah. I mean, it's the Mandalorian, right? It's not like if people saw her picture, everybody would the again non wrestling fans, and that that's yeah. where we're making. And this your point. definition of mainstream media is different, right? So you have Sasha, or you have Swerve going on Hot ninety seven. Sure, that's in the silo of hip hop music, right? Mm-hmm. Opposed mm-hmm. to you have Bianca mm-hmm. going on, you know, uh, um, uh, a show the that- The show. Uh, yeah, a daily, yeah. A, a, just a regular show that anybody of all race or whatever listens sure. to. Or sure. you have her on Self Magazine, which caters to all types of women. Like right. the mainstream of it all is like, you know, um, I think it was Dylan maybe that referenced like Becky Lynch, even Becky or Bobby, sorry, referenced Becky Lynch. It's just kind of like, yeah, but I am 90 and I'm tempted to do a TikTok thing of this. I am 90%, 98% sure if I were to show those names to anybody in my office or just randomly on the street. And even Bianca's kind of a stretch because if you're not in the fitness element of it all, yeah. you might not know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Hulk Hogan, it, and, and, and you know, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, t- timing also being everything, too. So, one of the things that helped a Hulk Hogan is you had the WWE getting ready to burst at the seams and the creation of an MTV mm-hmm. and the two of them saying, let's work together. So, you had that partnering with a Cindy Lauper showing up on regular wrestling, which she was a massive star. Then you bring in a Mr. T and you've got, and now you've got a space where Hogan and Mr. T the night before mania are hosting Saturday night live. And you have again. So this is one of those moments where there was a great business decision made between Vince McMahon and the folks over at MTV that said, Hey, we're both about to blow up. Let's partner and at that time do something that hadn't been done before. What's hard now is 
We don't have a lot of spaces where we can have these kinds of partnerships that decide to do something that has never been done before. We might get into, if we have time, some of the business things that might create that. But the other thing to that is NBC's partnership with the WWE that started back then, that birthed a Saturday Night Live, excuse me, Saturday Night's main event, that put the WWE on network television, you know? So those kinds of things, it's those kinds of moments that start putting people into that mainstream conversation. We don't necessarily have those kinds of partnerships and moments that are happening that facilitate that. Can I mention one thing that we we are leaving out? Yeah, did just that aspect. We're all millennials here, right? Correct. So let, let me just like basically from a millennial standpoint, because I was born in 83, and I state this all the time. The reason why there's so much nostalgia type of stuff for millennials that's always pumped, because I'd say the 80s and 90s was like the biggest boom of pop culture across all kinds of um, spaces because it wasn't until really the early 80s and that action figures started coming into play and and you know the toys all the different things video games because was all new all this stuff we like millennials were growing up when there were so much new things that were happening in pop culture that we were growing up off of and didn't have internet and phones and social media to distract us from so many different things. So our attention spans were different growing up then, you know, and, and really there was just like, if you really think about it, we were growing up around that time. Yes, there was the Hogan's, there was the Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Rocks and all that stuff. And that's what we grew up on. But if we think about our parents at the time and our uncles, all the people that those people that weren't wrestling fans and weren't, you know, watching wrestling like that. A lot of them didn't know exactly who these people were until later once it's like The Rock was less into wrestling and going more into the Hollywood landscape. And that's how my mom became more like aware of him and other wrestlers when they're really not like wrestling as much anymore and they're more on television and stuff and it's like oh that's where they came from but it wasn't like they knew when they were at the height of the attitude era and whatnot so i'm just keeping in mind it's just like as a millennial it's like we had different kind of attention spans and you know and the height of all the wrestling buddies come on like when that came out it was just something so crazy that we remember to this day and it's just like action figures have been toys and all that stuff has been prevalent since for the longest time so you know you add in all that and the kids of the the era of the past 10 years it's like yeah you got some that were into wrestling but on the mainstream level it was the era of all the superhero movies all the marvel stuff so people are just all into iron man black panther all this kind of stuff while we weren't having that many of those movies yeah we had batman and a few things but the wrestling that was like our superheroes for a lot of us at that time so it, again it's a different generation too so there's those differences too but yeah that's just thoughts it's an ongoing yeah. argument um yeah and I'll just echo the fact that Uncle Dave is likely right. And to wrestling fans, you, wait, you just got to realize. Wait, wait. Did you call him Uncle Dave? He did. I think a lot of people call him Uncle Dave. A lot of people oh, do I've that. never called him um, Uncle Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, we don't. 
I was just clarifying. Go on. My bad. Go on. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's right. Because I think wrestling fans are a little bit in too deep on this one because you, you're probably too close to it to where you want to believe something is bigger than what, what it is. And let's not make a mistake here. Like Roman Reigns is not Beyonce. He's not Michael Jackson. Like he's not that much of a household name. And granted, I saw people responding and kind of like outrage a little bit to say that he's not that big. But I did see like a soccer game, Arsenal game, where they were playing Roman Reigns music like during the intermission, stuff like that. Stuff like that happens to wrestlers all the time. But I'm guaranteeing a lot of those fans in the stands don't know where that music comes from. They might just take a regular audio bed as opposed to like the 90s where you get guys like the Macho Man, the Ultimate Warrior, they were doing Arsenio Hall. They were showing their personalities on nighttime television. So it's a little bit different now. I would say it's probably like a 70-30 thing where you go to somebody on the street, you show them a picture of a wrestler, they might know who they are, but most of the time, probably not. But The Rock is like so identifiable, if you want to say that that you know him just because he's everywhere. He oversaturates himself, just like they used to do with other wrestlers back in the day, but now it's not so much. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess Uncle Dave was right. Um. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's a thing. Dylan, say, Dylan, Dylan is backing, backing you up, but Dylan also, you know, thinks that oh. you are the EST of WWT and he probably bought the shirt. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dylan's kind of biased. That's the thing. I, I didn't but, just come up with that. That's the thing. Okay. All right. um, yeah, we, I learned something new today. I mean, we learn something oh. new every day. Look at, look at that. Yeah, um, we do. I can't call, I can't say uncle, you're like 60. You can say, you can say uncle. I'm not. I don't know, man. I, I respect my elders. I was brought up the right way. I respect my elders, you know. I let them, you know, have that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Alrighty. There it is. Um, <laughs> what, do, what do we got next? Well, let's make sure, because time is fleeting, um, let's make sure we get to some of the other massive news that happened yesterday. Before we heard about all of these releases, we heard about uh, some media rights news. Now, we have been uh, kind of keeping you on board with what's going on with the media rights battle for SmackDown and Raw for WWE. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, Raw is on USA till 2024. Fox had SmackDown till 2024, billion dollar deals. And so one of the reasons, the impetus for this sale was because of the media rights situation that was coming up. And the belief is that this TKO situation could bring about a better media rights situation for WWE. And they did not waste any time. As yesterday, it was announced that uh, SmackDown will be moving from Fox and heading to USA on October of 2024. For the whopping to or total of $1.4 billion dollars over the next five years now for anybody who is um, keeping track you'll remember that the fox deal for smackdown got them one billion dollars over five years so technically this is more money going on usa for uh smackdown which is certainly a very very big deal now one of the things that came out of this is that it's believed that ron nxt may be leaving usa 
And uh, again, those rights are still up for, for grabs right now. Some are saying NBC Universal could be, you know, the top runners for that. There are lots of other opportunities potentially for that. But uh, as big of a news story as this was, we would find out later in the day that the news story was released on this same day intentionally while these releases were happening. And the reason for it, according to people close to WWE, is they believed that this news of the media signings, or excuse me, the media rights and Elimination Chamber moving to Australia would kind of, for lack of a better term, soften the PR blow uh, relative to all of these releases. So their thought was if it was a day just of releases, that it would get solely bad press. But the idea that we had the SmackDown news, the Elimination Chamber news, their thought was that that somehow would soften the blow. Hence the reason why these news items were announced at the same time, because there were a lot of people who were uh, upset and saying, man, how could WWE on one day announce a $1.4 billion deal and then go ahead and eliminate 20 people? Doesn't exactly happen like that chronologically. They just said, we'll release the news at this point. Again, according to them, to soften the PR blow. So there it is. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't see Raw and NXT moving outside of the USA space. That would be that'd be weird. Well, it's happened yeah. before, you know. Raw. It's Raw. been like it's been like what fifteen? No, oh, it's been a while. Years, it's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. Raw spent um, a brief period on uh, Spike TV, also known yeah, as CNN, that. before uh, heading back to USA. Yeah. Would, would would you say you're you're happy to see SmackDown come back to USA, or does that even really matter? You know, I actually think it's good, and here's why I think it's good. I I feel like from the moment Fox got SmackDown, uh, I just remember how almost cringe it was watching the uh, football announcers trying to promote yeah. SmackDown and they just couldn't do it authentically at all. I mean, it, it was, was ass. Yeah, I mean, like it was really, really rough. Like so very bland, me, bland teleprompter reading. Like yeah, just, it was you could, yeah. like, you could tell they did not care. Right. And they were just, it, it was just, I remember watching it. I was so upset. Like, are you serious? Like, please yeah. don't continue to do this, please. Yeah. Cause this is just going to, Tainted. I think one thing that came out that was good of it was the uh, while they were doing it, the was it called backstage pass? That was it called. Oh, the backstage show, yeah, that was happening. Yeah, for Fox. That Sports. that was a decent show. I used to watch that pretty pretty faithfully. Yeah, yeah that... I feel like this is one of those partnerships where WWE did all it could to make mm -hmm. it work. I feel like Fox thought on the front end it was going to be a good thing. I think Fox realized we don't really get into wrestling the same way we get into the NFL or some mm -hmm. other spaces. And again, those NFL players, which again, ideally it's great to see WWE personalities being mentioned on, you know, prime time with Fox and NFL, but, but when it wasn't they genuine. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't so, I think that was the same time they had Mario Lopez on there and he dropped the F word. 
<laughs> the F, the F bomb, the, the when he said WWF, it's like, yeah, I've been a fan since WWF. Oh, that, like, I was like, oh, that, that I, was like, I, just, <laughs> I was like, huh? I was like, yeah, okay, dude. yeah, this, this, this ain't genuine. Like, come on, y'all, don't do yeah. this again, please. Yeah, that go forward. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, it's it's. I think this is a good move for WWE. Uh, USA has been home for WWE for a very long time, uh, predating live shows and the like. So I think again, this is a comfortable space to me. It'll be interesting to see where Raw ends up. There's talk. Again, I won't. You know, we won't know until it's finalized. But there's talk that Raw may leave Monday nights, depending upon where it goes. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's that's, that's bigger big. news than that's leaving USA. News. Because yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Because I think I was, I was talking Saturday about this. night raw. Tuesday uh, night, yeah. Wednesday night raw. I just don't like saying it already. It doesn't, doesn't sound right. I mean, yeah, I I think with the promote with the not the promotions, with going to um different networks, I don't think it matters as much because of where we are in social media. But the day the, the day change, that would be a bigger thing because that's a big commitment. Raw for three yeah. hours. I, I mean, yeah. I can see it at the top of the at the top of the week, you know, you're just starting work, you're not pissed off at your coworkers yet, your children haven't asked you, like, you know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of things that factor in. But when you get to yeah. like a Wednesday when you're like, yo, I just can't wait for Friday, and now you're sitting down to watch three hours of television, I think it's a different, a different beast. But network-wise, I think I feel where we are in social media, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, even into the commercials and stuff like that. So, like for instance, wow. I was at the gym today, 6 a.m., and a WOW commercial showed up on CBS mm. on the news station. But it's just kind of like the timing of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ain't nobody seen that 6, 6 a.m. commercial. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, no. I agree. No. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of like, I don't think it's even about the commercials anymore. It's really about, you know, the YouTube placement, the social media placement, the, you know, how they integrate with mainstream media and how they do all that. And that's why I think. Cut the cutting of some of the wrestlers is now to put maybe more wrestlers or really, you know, look at a Bianca Belair or look at a Roman Reigns and look at everybody else and how they can cross paths with other brands to make mm -hmm. more people come and watch the product or not even yeah. watch the product support. Cause yeah. that's what it's all about. Like, yeah, you can mm -hmm. come and watch TV. That's cute. But if you're buying the T-shirts or if your kid wants to go and see the live show or, you know, now that this product that they're promoting, they're buying it because of this person. And now that product is now going to re-sign for that commercial. That's mm -hmm. where all that money comes in. So right. um, I don't think the networks are as much as important as they were like 10 years ago. Um, well, I think where the networks are going to be important is ad revenue. Um, that's, that's going to be the big piece, which is why the whole media rights situation is even a thing for WWE. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting TKO, uh, and Endeavor specifically Endeavor are masters at this whole media rights conversation. So again, I think it was a very strategic move for WWE to connect with them so that they can get the, I mean, think about it. How in the world did they manage to get more money from a cable network than they did one of the, the networks like 
the Fox is. Like, that's yeah, the thing that's blowing my mind right now. Yeah. You got more money from USA for this two-hour product than you did from Fox. That's balling. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's, I, I hope they don't, and I hope they don't move Monday Night Raw, but my prediction, if they do do that, they're not even going to probably use the day of the week, Night Raw. They'll just probably just start oh, calling wow. it Raw, and yeah. that's it. That's yeah. possible. We have Jeffrey saying um, Thursday Night Raw and Dylan saying Saturday Yo, Night you Raw. Can't, nah, you got to so, you can't just call it Raw. That's I. They should. My mind immediately went there. Nah, not with this era. Not with the jokes. See, my <laughs> mind didn't go there. So where is your mind? But before you answer that question, um, <laughs> I, I I wanted to make reference that. You know, we were talking about other things before because Dylan dropped some stuff in the in the chat. But first off, before we talk about that, we know where Seth's mind is. We like is. cake over here. Um, so um, with I'm Dylan, just letting you guys know my Saturday nights are pretty open. Uh, I got three hours to oblige a television show at that time. So would, I wouldn't be mad with Saturday Night Raw. Um, 5 p.m. 8 p.m. We, we could. That's a nice little window. Well, hey. I got, got one voucher for it. So, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that Dylan got blocked by Uncle Dave and uh, Sean Massap <clears throat> wow. is, is very, you know, I didn't want to let Dylan know I didn't. I, I saw that just FYI. Mm. Mm. That's strong. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. That's another. another is not a group of blocking. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to Raw. Feels like something's busy. Yeah, it would. I did. I just. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they should just keep it where it's at. Hey, can we talk about what that? Somebody put a pretty lengthy uh, comment in there, and I'm actually I'm riding for it because tonight is going to be a really big match on SmackDown between Io Sky and Oscar. Now, mm -hmm. the build. There's a lot left to desire for the build for me, but just getting the action and hopefully just leading somewhere, I really hope they get at least like 28, 25 minutes. It's just the just the back and forth, the different segments we've been getting over the past couple of years. Like they really got lightning in a bottle if they let this happen the right way. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they need 20 to 25 minutes tonight. I think this is the start of a thing. Right. I don't think this is one and done. I think it's the start of a thing. So I think save the 20 to 25 minute classic for pay-per-view, but tease us, like give us a start of a really good match. You know, don't let it have a clean finish. Give us something that'll make us, you know, want to get up for payback or survivor series or something, because we've been wanting this match for a long time and uh, to finally get it, I think is going to be great, but I don't, I don't, put the pressure on them because it's on SmackDown for them to have to, you know, give us a definitive uh, winner in this one. So, yeah. And is Asuka a baby face? Did I, did I see her? She didn't do it. But, yeah, like, Shotzi leaned in for a fist bump last week and it was mad awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost the enemy of my enemy is my friend at this point. I don't know if she's any more baby face now than, you know, before, but I think the common enemy is the women's champion. So, yeah, you know, and then apparently, you know, for the updates for people who are not seeing the live chat, I mean, Dylan also got blocked by me. I mean, Dylan, like you out here, just I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're saying, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't say nothing. I'm get blocked by a lot of people, so it is what it is. This what we, it's what we doing. So <laughs> this week we had a Grand Slam Dynamite take place in New York City, and uh, some quick news coming out from that. If you watched Grand Slam, you likely saw uh, the a couple of title changes. For one, the international championship changed hands as uh, Ray Phoenix defeated John Moxley. If you watch the match, there was some awkwardness toward the finish where the referee went to count to three and stopped counting, though the shoulders of Moxley did not move. We would find out that Moxley did uh, suffer a concussion during the match and was just barely trying to hold on and obviously could not respond and called an audible because the plan was not for Moxley to lose the championship, but Moxley could not respond. So that happened. And then to kick yeah. off Dynamite, uh, title for title match, Eddie Kingston becomes the new Ring of Honor world champion by defeating Claude, Claudio Castagnoli uh, in New York City, Eddie Kingston's hometown, you know, in an era where we don't right usually get hometown stuff done right. Uh, this was done right and done well. And so congratulations to Eddie Kingston for, uh, again, talk about somebody who has really turned things around in the last three years. I mean, he kind of came into AEW on a whim. Uh, and one of the big stories, he had just come out of the NWA and coming through the pandemic, he literally had to sell his wrestling boots, you know, to kind of get things going. And here he is now a dual champion finally a world champion so congratulations to eddie kingston just awesome a great story and shout out really i think to aew who had several quarters where they crossed a million viewers during mm -hmm. that uh grand slam uh episode which i thought was great they had five matches they let them cook a lot of really cool things happened uh so shout out to aew dynamite grand slam was a great show yeah that match was really really good and eddie so kingston good. Um, I just feel like he is like that guy that he, he's like that guy that's misunderstood. Like, and then there's, there's like, sometimes you wonder is like, are you playing a character? Is that you? Right. Like, no, that's you. But it's like, but, and I, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I love not knowing, mm -hmm. but it's just kind of one of those things where um, it's just well, well-deserved, but I feel like the people who really don't, haven't been watching his career throughout right. can't really appreciate him. Right. And, and appreciate the passion behind it. So, um, you know, if there isn't a doc on him, there should be, somebody should be making it or at mm -hmm. least like a 24 seven type thing. I know that belongs to WWE, but you know what I'm saying? Um, something totally. to, to that um, effect. Totally. Totally. Yeah, Eddie, one of the last guys that kind of really lives his raps. He really lives the gimmick like a like a flair would, uh, mm -hmm. and that passion exudes across the screen, which is why I think he has such a strong following. But uh, very beautiful to see him finally. I don't want to say that rivalry is over. I think that's a forever thing. But to see him get that moment, um, especially to open the show, was was really mm -hmm. good. To see. Very true. Uh, let's talk about. Did you guys see? I mean, impact. Wow. Impact, impact, impact. One thousand. That mm -hmm. was it, it. I mean, I've always referenced Impact is like that show that just keeps on going no matter no matter what. Talk about grit mm -hmm. and tenacity. Mm -hmm. And um, yesterday, it was just it was it was just a great um, great content from beginning to end. But the women's yeah. match, mm -hmm. 
man, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many great moments, so mm-hmm. many great moments. Like I can't even, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a, it was just a great match. So anything yeah. that stuck out, stuck out to you guys from impact for me, um, I, I'm still moved by how they started this episode 1000 last week. You know, first of all, the way they did this impact, uh, the episode 1000 was so big that they spread it out over two weeks, which I think was a posit and wildly appropriate. But to start and basically bookend this with the knockouts says to me that they realize what on earth they have. They realize that they really have been the forerunners for uh, women's wrestling, the women's evolution before we even knew to call it that they Mm -hmm. were doing that. And so to see the multiple generations of wrestlers represented, to see everybody still able to go and go well, the stories that were told, kind of the dream match moments that we had, absolutely brilliant from start to end. And uh, it's funny, I I posted a video uh, about them today, just about the impact of impact. Like, it's crazy. I call them the little engine that could, right? Mm -hmm. And a funny thought that people don't realize is, they have been around three times longer than the original ECW. They've been around longer than the formalized WCW. You never think about impact in that regard in terms of outland- outlasting both of those companies, which people talk about a whole lot more. But there's mm-hmm. an awful lot of legacy for impact wrestling. And I think they did a great job uh, over these last two weeks really chronicling that a lot of companies when they do these celebrations they just kind of go for the cheap pop and grab a legend or a name that might get them a rating instead of actually celebrating what they've accomplished impact actually celebrated what they accomplished uh from start to finish it was amazing it was it definitely was um so if you guys haven't checked it out dylan said that uh they don't have it in um australia but i believe it should you should be able to access it on youtube it's actually it's you know and no shade to roh but the fact that you have to pay 9.99 to watch roh and you can pay 99 cents to watch impact and impact shows their weekly show there every week yes okay um so you know and this is Impact's not paying me to, to, to say any of that, but I mean, and, and uh, impact gives you pay-per-views too. And you get your pay-per-views. Um, so really, for the nine, 99 cents, is it 99 cents 99. a month? Yeah. 99 cents oh, a month. What? I thought okay, it was yeah, 99 a month. I'm on it. Uh, that's paid, what I've been paying. I've been paying 99 cents a month on YouTube and I watched it. Oh, on YouTube. You got the YouTube. I have the app, the it. impact plus app. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But I'm on still, it. still like 99 cents a month. I'm on it. Well, since we're talking Impact, the Impact Plus app uh, has literally the entire Impact catalog on there. So all of the Impact shows yeah, from past and present, all of the uh, you know uh, pay-per-views past and present, they've got all of the things. And then you know the pay-per-views like the Victory Roads and, and Emergence and several of those end up on there as part of that package as well. You know, and then you're only paying outside of that for the the big pay-per-views, the Bound for Glories, you know, that type of thing. But it's a great deal uh, for Impact. And again, if you don't have a TV network, like I don't get Access TV, but being able to watch the weekly show on the app is amazing. Yeah, so kudos to them for that. Um, With that being said, is there any, uh, was there one more thing to talk about? Well, 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 y'all were talking about Impact, uh, definitely Gail Kim. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She uh she had uh posted about her concussion that she had had. Um she posted after Impact 1000, someone posted a video clip from the match where I hit my head. I think it's so important to show that we do what we do is high risk and also important to show the importance of following up with any injuries or trauma that occurs. I didn't want to initially show the clip, but I thought in the end it's important to show everything. I want to stress here though. I will not condone any attacking behavior or bullying towards Velvet or anyone else for this clip. Professionally, professional wrestling is a career we all enter knowing the risks we take when we perform for the fans. Shit happens. It's not my first concussion, but perhaps not my last. This video is for information and educational purposes so that you may be able to take the right step in the right uh, take a step in the right direction if you experience something similar. I mean, she's just a class act. She is. Like, her entrance, like, she's, I, I'm forever, um, oh, yeah, well, I'll finish this before I get to what Dylan said. I'm forever grateful, like I said, she was, like, guess either number two or three on women's wrestling then weekly, um, and she didn't have to be. So I'm forever grateful. And when I met her in person, I met her in person quite a few times. And it's this goes for a lot of the the, the women's wrestlers is just, they treat you like family. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really a nice feeling because they have so many fans. So kudos to them for, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, you know, acting or not, but whatever they're doing, they definitely make you feel appreciated. And I appreciate them for that. Um, Dylan saying breaking news. Um, a WrestleVotes just tweeted that there's going to be more uh, releases, which I heard today too, that there are, mm-hmm. there is going to be more talent releases, um, coming, which is unfortunate, but again, um, if it's the trimming of the fat, so we get a better, you know, more concise product, you know, will raw be three hours still? I was going to mention that if this thing moves, for instance, does Raw need to be a third hour? If they're able to get the kind of money that they want to get without having a third hour, you know, but I, I will say this. I do feel like, TK, you said this uh, several shows ago, and I think the more we see it, the more it rings true. You know, billion-dollar problems are a wee bit different than $1,000 problems, right? And so once you have now entered into a deal where you know you've brought two companies together 21 billion dollars in assets with this new company now you have to produce you know it's like if you if you interview really really well and you finally get the job it's not over once you interview now you got to do the job and you have to do it incredibly well and so i think where where wwe is at now is okay now we have to bring our absolute best foot forward because there are a lot more eyes on us right now. And so can we, um, if there are people who either aren't working out or people who, you know, aren't translating well, or people, and we never talked about this, who might be ready to leave, right? Um, If they volunteered to leave or what have you, and they're on this list, so be it. You know, I mentioned, we mentioned on Wednesday that there was this whole group of, of 12 independent wrestlers who had who were getting tryouts mm-hmm. at the uh, performance center. If there's room being created to bring on this additional talent, 
yes, we're thinking, oh, all these billions of dollars, but we don't know what the operational budget is for these kinds of things. So I just say, just we'll see. Pray for everybody. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think we're really in a good era that, you know, I I don't think anybody wants, nobody wants to lose a job. Nobody wants to get fired. Um, But we're in an era that, you know, if you have tenacity and um, you want to work for it and you see your vision, you just create your own table until somebody else comes alongside and wants to um, partner with you and, or they might not. And then you have people who want to support you. There's so many different ways. It just takes a lot of work, a lot of grit. Um, with that being said, I feel like this is a good time to button up everything. And, uh, while we're waiting for Booney to come back, uh, said, said, what's the plans for this weekend? I'm always sad and I, I literally have no, no plans. Uh, just work, just work. Got back from the Island. I'm chilling. There's nothing. Nothing uh, monumental happening over here this weekend. Just got back from vacation. We like cake over here. Oh. Where right. could everybody find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on the Bird app set says, like this reads right here. Also, Daily DDT as well as WWT. I do some writing there. Check that out. Uh, check them up, Journalism Journey, look up YouTube, Hawthorne Community Television, or look at my website, CedricDWalson.com. Got to upset it. Or sorry, got to update it. So check it out there. And also on Instagram, it says the answer. Uh, Booney, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Booney Mayfield. You can also find me on YouTube. Type in Booney Mayfield and go to my profile and you'll see all the videos because YouTube search is crazy now. And you can find me on any streaming platform, Booney Mayfield. Check out the music and hope you enjoy. And uh, Professor, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Bonnerfied across all the spaces. Uh, you can check out my commentary work with Southern Honor on IWTV as well as IWE which is also on IWTV, some great shows that have just been released this week. So check that out. Also, Battle Slam work on Fight TV, Nightmare Factory on YouTube, and of course here at WWT, The Faction, and a few other places. So uh, excited. Some good things are on the way. There are very true, very true with the case where women's wrestling talk as well. You can follow me on everything everywhere at TK Trinidad. Make sure to check us out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing the support. We got so many things coming down the pipe. Until next week. Ciao, y'all. Go forth. Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on 